Hey, Pie Tribe, buckle up for a new episode of the Passive Income Examiner, the number one podcast for budding entrepreneurs and business owners looking to diversify their income with passive strategies. Welcome to season two, focused on building successful online businesses with evergreen marketing solutions. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland. Thanks for joining me. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode here of the Passive Income Examiner. We're doing something a little different on this Monday Mindset. Today, I have a guest with me, Vincent Reginella. He is a licensed professional counselor located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He specializes in neuropsychology, sports psychology, traumatic brain injuries, concussions, and stress management. So he is also an active soccer player, and we're going to dive in a little bit today about key strategies and takeaways that you can apply to help you get that mental fortitude that every business owner and entrepreneur needs, especially in those early days and throughout. So Vincent, thank you so much for being a part of the Passive Income Examiner and a guest of the show. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Well, let's t- first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of like who you are, how'd you get where you are today, and why did you follow the path of becoming a licensed counselor? Sure. So um I, uh, I'm a licensed professional counselor, um, finishing up my doctorate, so soon to be psychologist. Um, and I've been in practice for approximately five years at this point, private practice. Um, as you alluded to, uh, most of my specialties involve neuropsychology, head injuries like concussions, traumatic brain injuries. Um, I do a lot of uh, sports psychology work, stress management with athletes, non-athletes, uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, that sort of thing. Uh, the way that I found myself in this position kind of started back in college. Um, I, I played soccer uh, all my life. And so when I got to college, I was able to play at the collegiate level. Uh, and I tore my ACL actually um, my sophomore year. So I kind of had to sit out for a year and recover. Uh, and while I was recovering um, my knee, uh, several uh, teammates had, had sustained concussions. And I kind of watched from the sidelines from an observational standpoint how they approached the, uh, the issue of a head injury. And, and at the time I was majoring in neuroscience and then I switched to psychology. So I kind of had some context to understand, uh, to try to understand what might be going on with the brain. And at the time, at least with soccer, the NCAA didn't have a very good protocol in terms of how to, to approach that. And so I saw its teammates uh, return to play too quickly. Um, and they would, you know, something would happen in the game and they'd be back to square one basically. And uh, I was learning a lot at the time, but I knew enough to suspect that I didn't think that kind of impatient uh, go-getter approach was wise when it comes to anything involving the brain. Um, and so uh, I did some research at school and I got, um, I got immediately accepted into some master's programs right out of college. So I went straight from there to a master's program and I started getting some, some real world experience in psychology uh, doing counseling and, and sports performance consulting um, and neuropsychology. And I kind of just found my, my rhythm and my groove from there. Um, and it's, it's been a passion of mine combining neuropsychology with sports psychology and, uh, and the interface between, you know, psychology and life. I, I like to think of life as a game in a lot of ways. And I think um, that can be relatable for a lot of people. Um, and so I've, I've since um, entered a, um, a doctorate program in psychology and I'm almost done here. And so, um, yeah, that, that's kind of how I got to, to where I am today. Sounds like there's probably a lot of parallels between sports psychology and a business owner or entrepreneur 
mindset because, mm-hmm. you know, in both cases, we often are told to push on, you know, buck up cowboy, just, you know, plow through the pain. <laughs> and, you know, maybe, uh, maybe there is some benefit to that. Obviously some of that is just straight up perseverance and not giving up. Um, but then I bet a lot of it is also maybe too extreme. I mean, what are your, what's your insight on that is, do you see some parallels there? And as far as like the health benefit of what is healthier, is it healthier to have that tenacity and that push through the tough times? Or do you see that there's, you know, an alternative benefit to be taking a more relaxed approach? Well, I, I appreciate you bringing that up. I, I think the key is, uh, unsurprisingly, to try to balance the two, because both sentiments have value for somebody to, um, to use in their life as a business owner. Um, tenacity can serve you well, certainly during times of adversity, especially when you're getting your business off the ground, you're trying to um, generate what you need to to exist as a business. Um, in a lot of ways that mimics um, the reality for athletes. You know, you are um, the tenacity required to develop skill and um, technique at a given sport and um, learning through failure and loss is, is really important to your overall development as a player. And in that sense, it would be important to your overall development as a business owner or entrepreneur. At the same time, it's, it's important to learn how to, to pump the brakes, so to speak, um, because go, go, go all the time is not very sustainable. It's, it's uh, appropriate uh, within a given parameter, but uh, if, you, if you kind of approach life or business that way, at some point you're going to burn out and that's not good for you or anybody that you're trying to help or serve via the business. Um, so I think uh, it's important um, to kind of figure out through trial and error how to strike that balance for you as the individual so you can um, so you can go when you need to and you can stop when you need to. I mean, to be on, you have to be off at some point. Does that make sense? Hey friends, you know, from the demands of career to personal obligations, sometimes life can feel like it's in control of us and not the other way around. Spending decades working hard with the hope of one day getting time to enjoy simple pleasures or luxurious vacations, or heck, even just spending quality time with loved ones without the mental heaviness of our obligations waiting for us when we're done. I know so many of you are feeling so desperate for a change and you've expressed to me you're willing to do whatever it takes to get yourself out of the place you're in. My friends, I don't want you to struggle. I don't want this journey to take longer than it needs to. This is why I've created the Freedom Business Community. It's a community for people just like you who are saying to yourself, there's got to be a better way. In this community, we work together to build micro businesses and create multiple passive streams of income so that we can build businesses that support our lifestyle, the lifestyle that we long for. Let's take control of our life. Let's create the life that we long for and let's do it together. Join me in the Freedom Business Community. There's a link below in the show notes that will take you there so you can sign up and let's get started today. It really makes sense. I mean, it, you know, you we all see that bounce back from just taking a few days off or just regenerating, maybe going out in the woods, 
mm-hmm. my favorite thing to do. You know, some people it's water, they want to be on the lake or the ocean, you know, just taking that break and coming back, you just feel so much more fresh. But is there ways that we can incorporate that on the daily or throughout to kind of help maintain that balance without having to take off, you know, because I'll be honest, I'm, a, I'm kind of a good example of this, but I will mm-hmm. just go, 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 go. Actually, it's funny. As I'm saying this, I'm getting a reminder, a, a memory of my grandmother. I love my grandma, but she passed away and she used to do this. She was a single mom of four kids back in, you know, the fifties when it wasn't like single mothers were just, it was harder to be a single mom, I think, because women didn't work as much. And mm-hmm. so she would work, she had two jobs and she would work and then come home in, in the middle of the day and then go back to work at night in a, in a formal restaurant as a waitress. And she said she would just work and work and work until she ended up in the hospital. She would mm-hmm. just work until she collapsed and bless her soul. Cause that's what she was doing to survive. You know, it was her survival, but I've noticed that I'm a little bit like her in that I, I enjoy what I do. And it's hard to know when I've crossed that line from I'm doing it from a place of joy to now I'm doing it out of almost like I'm pushing myself to get something done a hundred percent, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of driven people experience that same thing. We, we have this passion inside of us that says, yes, this is what I want to do. And then we go get started on it. And then all of a sudden we're like crashing and going, oh man, what just happened? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. are there some telltale signs that people can look for that would maybe be some key indicators for them to s- slow down and take some time? Sure. Absolutely. There are. Uh, one is, you know, emotional dysregulation. So if you feel like um, you're uncharacteristically all over the place with your emotions, um, and it might be sudden or it might be kind of gradually, that's something to pay attention to. Uh, if, if you find yourself at the end of the day when it's time to rest, to sleep, to relax, whatever, and you're having a challenging time doing so, um, you know, turning it off, so to speak, um, something worth paying attention to. Um, any sleep difficulties, because um, usually sleep difficulties uh, will stem from re- residual anxiety or stress from the day that you might not have addressed adequately for, for whatever reason. Um, if there's any uh, appetite disturbances, usually the same thing, whether you're overeating or undereating, um, something to pay attention to. I mean, essentially, your physiology can tell you a lot. Uh, as a person and and even psychologically when you're very driven and and you have the passion to fuel that that behavior that motivation um at some point your physiology is going to catch up to you and um it'll tell you something and i think the folks that are able to successfully find that balance that i mentioned before uh are in tune with their physiology so to speak and they can um use that fuel that joy that passion that you're speaking of to get going and then kind of learn to be in tune with their body or be mindful and, and kind of listen to what your body is telling you and, and, and take that time to pump the brakes, take it easy to, to be off. Yeah, that's all great, great advice. And I think that's definitely obvious, very, very accurate, <laughs> but it's true when it seems so it seems listening to you. It's like, yeah, that seems so obvious, but yet I'm, you know, also aware of the fact that 
I discount that so much, you know, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people do. And I, I often use myself as an example on the podcast because I know that my listeners are a lot, often a lot like me, but you mm-hmm. know, it's easy to override that um, food craving, or it's easy to override that one night of bad sleep or, you know, just all these little mm-hmm. things. And then it adds up and all of a sudden it feels like it came out of nowhere, but there were all these mm-hmm. little telltale signs that we just kind of discount it here and there as we go. So it's really important, like you said, to just slow down and pay attention and become more aware of that so that we can say, now what? But then that's the next question. What do we Mm -hmm. do during those times that can be maybe some strategies that we can implement when we notice those um, habits Mm -hmm. coming up or those, I don't know what you might say, physiological symptoms, as you say, (laughs) Um, you know, what can we do to kind of like say, okay, now let's put this in balance. Let's get some checks and pump the brakes. What does Mm -hmm. that look like? I think one very pragmatic way to deal with this um, towards the end of your day if you find yourself having a tough time um, relaxing I think is to use that maybe anxious energy you might be experiencing constructively and so I think you can take some time with a pen and a pad and I think you can write out what it is that you want your business um, to look like over the long term think more big picture what is it? What is your aim? What is your focus? What are the goals? What is what is the purpose of why your business is in existence? And um, and be specific. And I think for a lot of people, just writing that out is a way of taking those thoughts that might be kind of you know rumbling around in your head and putting it down on something tangible, like a piece of paper, can separate your um, you know the emotion from wanting to do the business from the logical side of things and it can give you some clarity so you can see, um, okay, here's where uh, I want to focus my energy. Here's what makes the most sense for me and my goals and what I value. Um, You know, and I think that can help you take a step back, get some perspective that's necessary to keep the business going in the long run. Um, I I think one, one, um, not a mistake necessarily, but I think uh, one, challenge people face initially with the business is that they have this passion like you were speaking to of I want to do x y and z and they use that passion to fuel their initial efforts which is great because that passion has to be there that's definitely necessary but I think it's reining it in or managing it that's key to long-term success and and longevity and really uh, with business like in sports longevity is the name of the game um, you want to be sustainable. You want to show up day in and day out and be able to do what you want to do. Um, you know, it's better to kind of moderate it and do it and regulate yourself and, and be able to show up every day than to, you know, go too hard or push yourself too far for a couple of days. And then you're out of commission for maybe a week or so, or, you know, you can, you can play with the numbers there, but the point is consistency is the key to all of this. And so, um, I think taking that passion and like applying it strategically to your daily efforts, to your schedule, to what you do um, on the daily is, is really important. And sometimes at the end of the day, when you're feeling anxious or uncertain or worried about the future, what it's going to look like, that's a great time to take to use that anxious energy and, and, and try to reframe your mindset, so to speak. So you're thinking more about the long game instead of the short game. You know what I mean? Definitely. And I'm uh, listening to you. You're saying a lot of the words, um, anxious, anxiety, worried about the future. It sounds to me like that is, and and I'm asking, this is a question. Is that the primary, I guess, affliction that you see a lot of business owners struggle with? If you were to say on on a whole, you know, is that the Mm -hmm. thing that, that keeps them up at night the most? Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think mainly due to the fact that um, if, if you are an entrepreneur, you are taking a certain amount of risk <clears throat> compared to the comfort of a salary position or some other type of employment um, where your income is regulated. When you're on your own, um, everything is, everything's on your shoulders, which is a blessing and a curse at the same time. I, a lot of the entrepreneurs and the business owners that I've worked with, anxiety is the biggest um, issue, at least initially, because there, there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding what they want to do with themselves and their, and their work and their business. And so um, that, can, that, can, you know, that can impede someone's ability to operate successfully or to make progress. And so um, anxiety can be a good thing if you, if you take it and use it constructively, kind of um, like what I'm, what I'm referring to. Um, otherwise it kind of just becomes a huge distraction or an, an impediment to what you, you know, ultimately hope to, to do with your respective business. Yeah. So basically what I'm hearing you say is, you know, for, for startup businesses, entrepreneurs, even, even people who are just taking a plunge into a new territory, I mean, mm -hmm. speaking financially, there's a lot of unknowns and uncertainties about how is it going to play out? What's the future hold? grasping at straws while you're trying to make it by until you get things going to a certain, you know, point, which could take months. It could take years. I mean, it depends on what you're doing. And so right. to, to have that, I can, I can appreciate what you're saying because that definitely sounds like a very vulnerable place to be. And mm -hmm. for those of us, especially right now with the great resignation and, you know, how many people have left their nine to five and transitioned into being a business owner, it may not be natural. It may not be something, you know, some people were born for it. They, they grow up. They're like, my parents were entrepreneurs. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And they're fine because they're used to that peaks and valleys. You know, they take mm -hmm. it a little easier to have that resiliency. Whereas somebody who's used to that nine to five and that steady Eddie paycheck, it could be, um, a major stressor for, I don't know what sure. other word to use, but I see where you're coming from. So what you're saying, what you're suggesting is to be mindful of that anxiety, because you're right. When you're in that space, you can't think clearly. You're not being a creative person. You're, you're mm. literally going into panic mode. And so you're just trying to do whatever you can to get the next thing that that money situation or time or whatever it is you're chasing. And mm. then you're suggesting to channel that into thinking more big picture and then what? So what, what would be the next step from there after they are able to just kind of take that step back and do some journaling, maybe mm -hmm. um, think big? What are some other strategies that people can use to help through that? I think they can use the results of those, those practices that I mentioned before and, and change their daily schedule to fit those values and those um, goals they have for themselves. Um, and this is especially true if you're transitioning from a steady nine to five or something akin to that to now being on your own. Um, I think if you're going to make that transition, it's very wise to be aware of the changes in lifestyle that you're probably going to have to adopt, uh, albeit temporarily, if you want to make the shift in your life. And uh, I think knowing why you want to make that change is paramount to the individual um, and, and ensuring that it's successful in the long run. If you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, um, it, it makes everything a lot more difficult to, to accomplish or achieve. So I think if you can set up a schedule where you have focused work time, um, like you're watering a plant, 
uh, over the course of your day that's scheduled. You know, maybe it's four hours, maybe it's six hours, whatever you find that works best for you as the individual, build that into your schedule, simultaneously build in time where it's scheduled time off, where it's scheduled time to take care of yourself. Um, if you are an entrepreneur, you as the individual, regardless of what your product is or what your output is, you are the business. You know, everything that you do matters. Uh, and I'm talking in terms of self-care. So all of your little decisions across the day that you might not think about that seem minute are, you know, can be investments in your business. So, you know, uh, getting proper rest is one thing, sleeping well, eating well, having some kind of uh, physical exercise regimen or routine that you adhere to is important, managing stress, uh, maintaining good social relationships, whether it's romantic or friendships or whatever, um, staying hydrated, like little things like that, they all add up over time. And they're, if you can stick to something that works for you and you're taking care of yourself in those little ways, they're almost like little bits of investment that you're putting into yourself. And you're, each time you do those things, you're stacking the odds in your favor that your business is going to succeed at some point. So the more you do these little things correctly over the course of your day, the, the higher the likelihood that you're going to make it, you're going to do well, you're going to succeed. So everything you do matters, which might seem frightening to some people at first, but it's also empowering because everything you do doesn't make a difference. So if you're, if you're used to being go, 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 scheduling that time in your day to relax, to go exercise, to talk to a friend or your, your spouse or whatever, eating well, all that stuff matters. And so it's not just time off that you're wasting. It's a time of alternative investment that might not be explicitly financial or something at that point, but ultimately it will add up and it can help you in the long run. Oh man, that was great. That is so true. And such a good reminder for so many people to just take those you know, make a schedule that, that aligns with you. Now, um, is that something that you do? Do you help people kind of look mm -hmm. at those and analyze that and put together a plan that they can use on the daily to, to make sure that they're meeting their needs? Yes. Yeah, I, I do. I do it a lot with um, my athlete clients, my business owner clients, um, and a lot of people in between because managing your time is, um, I can't overstate how important that is for all of us. Time is, the most valuable asset we have as people more valuable than money because you can always make more money, but you can never get your time back. And so poor time management will, will derail anybody, no matter how um, driven they are. So having, um, having identified a set of values that somebody has is the first step, you know, figuring out what is important to you as the individual, or maybe what's not important to you, because that can help you funnel in how you want your day to look like, what activities will fulfill or help you live up to those identified values that you find to be meaningful. Um, and then looking at yourself holistically, kind of what I'm talking about is the next step, which means when you schedule time off over the course of your day, um, what are you filling that time up with activities that help you, again, take care of yourself, invest in yourself, um, that sort of thing. And so helping people find a balance between work and play and, you know, and, and all these little activities that might otherwise be overlooked is part of the whole process. I love it. That's great. How would they find you to work with you to maybe set up a plan to help them get that, you know, that foundation? Sure. Um, they can find me on my website, which is reginellacounseling.com. Um, I have an Instagram page for my practice, uh, vincent.reginella on Instagram. Um, and there, there's a, there's a, 
national therapist directory called Psychology Today that you can find me on as well. Um, and all my contact information and whatnot's linked on all these different sites and whatnot. So um, those would probably be the best ways to get in contact with me. Okay, sounds good. Is there any other last, uh, you know, tidbits or wisdom that you want to offer? Maybe even some inspiring words for people um, as they're embarking upon their day today? Sure. I would say be patient with yourself and, and be patient with the process. Trust the process. It, it's going to take some time. You're going to make some mistakes. You're going to fail. But that's indicative that you're doing the right thing. If you weren't failing, weren't making mistakes, then you wouldn't be challenging yourself or you wouldn't be stepping outside of your comfort zone. And I think that's really important to keep in mind when people go through ups and downs. You know, your, your progress, your pro as, as a business, your development as a person, it's not going to be linear. There's going to be ups and downs. But as long as the trajectory is positive and it's trending in the right direction, that's the best you could hope for. And that's something definitely worthwhile to shoot for. So trust the process, be patient, trust that you'll, that you'll handle whatever might come up in the future. Um, and, and, you know, and, and what you do matters. So don't, you know, sell yourself short. Mm -hmm, definitely. Thank you so much. What a, that's great advice. Well, thanks so much for being a guest on the podcast. It's been really great. I think this is some, some really important uh, messages that people need to hear and coming from a professional like yourself, I think it makes it even all the more real to understand, you know, let's not just, let's not just discount our little things that are coming up. I mean, maybe we don't drink enough water. And instead of saying, oh, I don't drink enough water. Oh, I definitely need to do that. No, take the action, put a, mm -hmm. put a, um, a timer on your phone or what I do sometimes is I bring a picture to my office. Cause that way I don't have to get, go downstairs and get interrupted and you know, my kiddos are going to see me. I want to have focused time. So I bring a pitcher of water, do whatever you have to do to take care of yourself so that you can feed yourself and feed your business in the, in the process. That's great tips, Vincent. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. Thanks for having me. If you like mommy, so leave a review. Thank you so much for being a loyal listener. I am truly grateful for you. And if this podcast has inspired you in any way, head over to iTunes and leave a written review. I would appreciate it so much. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for helping to spread the word by sharing this show with your friends.